0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so happy to have you here listening, engaging with this content. So, let me start out by saying I'm a little stuffy and sneezy and sniffly right now. I spent several hours outside this morning. The weather is glorious. It's like a cool like high 60s and there's like zero humidity. The clouds are non-existent. It is just the most glorious day today. So I think though being outside for that long, you know, pollen and springtime things are happening. So if I sound a little stuffy, or if you hear me sniffling, that is why the show must go on. And so here I am recording and getting this episode to you. So today I wanted to talk about things I deeply believe in. And I want this conversation to do two things. One, to give you a window inside of my brain and how I think about things, but also how this applies to you and your marriage and why you adopting these beliefs as well will massively help you and move you forward and create a better experience for you as a couple and as an individual, right? So, This is not me just getting on my soapbox, but it's me really thinking deeply about what I'm so passionate about, what I know to be so true, and what I like just in my bones believe will create massive transformation for you and your marriage and honestly, any area of your life. So... I'm going to do this in no particular order. It was literally just inspired download and content that came to me as I was taking a shower, which often happens. And so I'll connect the dots from one point to another when there are dots to connect. But in some ways, this is just us having a conversation and me sharing the wisdom and sort of the insight I've garnered from doing this work for so long, from studying this work for so long, from working with clients on this work for so long, from doing this this work in my own life for so long. All right? So, the first thing that I want to say is that some of the most important work you can do is inner child work and reparenting yourself. I'm just like dropping the bomb, (laughs) right? Um, This is a big one. And this is one of the first ones that came to me. And it comes on the heels yesterday inside the marriage upgrade. Well, it's yesterday at the time of this recording, but depending on when you listen to this podcast, it won't necessarily be yesterday. But recently, I did a inner child self-care session inside the Marriage Upgrade, which is my six-month coaching program for couples. And we talked about the inner child. This was a workshop when I ran the first cohort of the Marriage Upgrade. We did later in the cycle. And I was like, this has to be the first one that we do. One, because it was so powerful and people had so many breakthroughs. And it is also foundational. And the reason this is the case is because inside of all of us, inside of you, inside of your partner, lives a younger version of ourself, that inner child who either got what they needed as they were growing up in terms of their emotional needs or didn't get what they needed in terms of their emotional needs. Now, Most of the clients that come to me and most of the people that are wanting help to make their relationship better have some gaps in their emotional needs being met consistently or fully or in the way that they needed in order for them to grow up in a healthy, nurtured, secure attachment to then be able to replicate a healthy, nurtured, secure attachment in their marriage or adult relationships. And so I'm going to assume you, like everybody, had some gaps. And first of all, you have to understand what those gaps are. You have to understand, like, in my childhood, these were the things that I didn't get. In my childhood, these were the moments that have stuck with me, that have shaped the way I see myself, that have shaped the way I understand the world, that have shaped the way that I see situations in my life, including my marriage. And when you have that awareness, knowing what's going on inside of you, inside of that little girl, inside of that little boy that didn't get what they needed, you can then begin to connect the dots of why certain things trigger you in your marriage, why you're so reactive to certain things, why you shut down completely about other things, The reason is because your inner child learned particular ways of dealing with and coping with and adapting to the environment that you grew up in. And so the good news about uncovering and understanding your inner child is that now you, as the mature, wise adult, when you can access that part of yourself, can go back and make the corrections and fill in the gaps, okay? So all reparenting means is you give yourself, you tell yourself, you treat yourself the way that you needed and wanted to be treated and talked to and handled as a child, Let me give you an example. So there is a great book called The Origins of You by um, a psychologist. Her last name is Farron. Her first name starts with a V. Let me see because I can actually pull it up on my phone as we are talking. It's Vienna Farron. The book is called The Origins of You. And so she talks about wounds that are created in our childhood and let's just say as a child you had a belonging wound like maybe you felt like you really didn't belong in your family maybe you were a stepchild or maybe your parents didn't marry or maybe there's you know some interesting dynamic in your family where whatever the case may be, like you felt like an outsider. You felt like I'm not a part of this group or I'm not accepted into this group the way that I am. And so that creates a wound. And in her book, she calls it a belonging wound. And so knowing that about yourself, you can now recognize how maybe when you feel left out when your friends do something or when you feel left out if your you know partner isn't including you in something, whether it's a conversation, a decision, a um, event of some sort or some connection opportunity, you can know like, oh, this route, the reason this is so hard for me specifically is because as a child, this is how I felt. And so that little girl, that little boy in me that never felt like they belonged, is now the person acting up, getting so upset, having so many reactions to my adult life situation, okay? And so when you reparent yourself, you can recognize that, and it's almost like you grab that little girl, you grab that little boy, you sit them on your lap, or you give them a big hug, and you tell them what they need to hear, and you treat them the way that they need to be treated. This is really what is self-soothing, right? I have a previous podcast episode on that topic. And so self-soothing is giving yourself what you need. And when we do that in relationship to the inner child, it's sort of you think back to like those moments in your life, like what did I need that I didn't get? And for some people, it's hard to access this because you spent so long not having your needs met. But I promise if you just sit with it and invite your inner child to speak with you and to show you what's happening, it will change everything. And I opened the call with the group with a statement from a, um, a family therapist. Uh, his name is Terry Real, and he he always talks about how it's your inner child is the person that's not going to use all the tools you're getting, right? So I have this group of couples who are enrolled in this program, who are getting all the tools, who are learning all the mindset. They're doing all the things. They've made an investment. They're committed to this work. And they're getting everything they need. And like any human being, they aren't doing it every day, all day, (laughs) right? And so it's recognizing that the part of them that is not using the tools that they already know to use is the inner child, is that subconscious part of themselves. And so tapping into that, working with it instead of against it, is going to propel their results forward because for sure in this program, they're getting everything that they need. Right? So that's number one, something I deeply believe. Number two is an extension of that in some way. It's understanding your triggers before you react. So Most times what happens for a lot of us is there's a situation, our spouse says something, our spouse does something, and we have a visceral reaction to it, right? You have a physical somatic reaction to it, and then you have a thought intellectual reaction to it. Like you think certain things, you see something, they say something, your brain produces a reactionary thought to it. And what happens when you're arguing or when you're frustrated with each other, when you're not having a positive interaction, is you're reacting to it, whether that's you lashing out and complaining or you shutting down and not engaging, right? And so a lot of times when couples are in this dynamic of reacting or shutting down, they are trying to get the other person to change things so that they aren't triggered anymore. You follow? So you have to understand that your triggers are signals to you to go inside before they are signals for you to go outside of yourself and be aggressive towards your spouse, right? Verbally aggressive, emotionally aggressive with your complaints or more passive aggressive by just shutting down, okay? So you really want to always be looking at why is this triggering me? What is it showing me that I need to know about myself? How can I pause even in this very intense and like very tempting reactive state, right? I want to say something, I want to do something, I want to let this person know, How can you intentionally pause and understand what's going on for you first before you react? And when you do this, I guarantee the way that you react will be different and you will produce a different outcome in that interaction. Number three, you have to do your own work to make your life better and there are no shortcuts. So yes, I work with couples. Yes, I work with individuals. Either way, your work is your work, right? So if you're coming to me as a couple, I will tell you the way that I work with couples, if you're in my private coaching space, the way that I work with couples in that program is you have individual sessions and you have joint sessions. But your work is your work. If you're coming to me as a couple and you're enrolling in the marriage upgrade, there is a workbook. Each of you get your own workbook of exercises to go through and things that I lead you through on the retreat and then things that I coach you on inside the six months that we work together so that you are always focused on your work, right? Enrolling in this as a couple is not code word for I'm here to blame you, I'm here to point the finger at you and everything you're doing wrong and hopefully Dr. Siobhan will finally get through to you. Now, granted, I will get through to you, (laughs) right? Like I can be right to the point and very direct and unearth the truth that needs to be spoken about a dynamic, right? That is my responsibility. Once you enter my container, like, I feel massively responsible for showing up at my highest self to give you what you need and to tell you and show you the things that you need to see. But it is not about your partner, right? This work, no matter how you come to it, whether it's as a couple or you come as an individual, is still your work. And that is something I will never like try to sweep under the rug. This is always about you. And I tell you, like when you come as a couple and you both are focused on yourselves and you both are looking at what is the work I have to do, that's when your marriage and your relationship gets better exponentially. It just like 10x is everything when you both are in that space of being open to and recognizing that this is my work. I am committed to my work and I know there are no shortcuts. And when I say that part of there are no shortcuts, all I mean is that it's not going to happen overnight. Now, let me be clear. There are some breakthroughs and some awarenesses and some aha moments that you will have that 110% create a massive shift immediately. End of story. Things are different. And you can have that breakthrough You can make the changes that result from it. And then if you aren't paying attention, if you aren't utilizing the tools and mining your mind, you can fall back, right? There are no shortcuts to this. There's no quick fixes to doing the work on yourself to create a better experience in your marriage. But I'll tell you, it is a thousand percent work that will change your life forever, inside your marriage, outside your marriage, in every relationship that you encounter. Number four, self-awareness saves marriages. (laughs) If you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm just like obsessed with this concept and this idea of self-awareness. Self-awareness is essentially you being really clear and understand understanding what is going on with you, like what's happening for you, why you're triggered, what you're thinking, how you're showing up, right? Plus being aware of your impact on your partner. Right? So there's one thing to know, like, oh, I'm upset because of this. And that's why, right? But you have to take that a step further of like, I'm upset about this and that's why. And this is how I show up when I'm upset about this. And this is the impact it has on my partner. And this is the ultimate result that's created in our marriage. Right? Because knowing and being self-aware, sometimes if you aren't making the adjustments that reflect that awareness, you can just get into justification of bad behavior. Right? Well, I'm upset about this because, you know, in childhood, this is what happened. And so I'm just upset about it. That's not the end of the sentence. (laughs) The sentence continues. And it's, I'm upset about this. And I know that when I get upset about this, and I'm not managing myself well, when I'm not showing up as my best, then these are the things I say, and these are the things I do. And when I do and say these things, this is the impact it has on my partner. And then they act this way. And then they do this thing. And then we get into this dance. And then we create this undesirable result in our relationship. You have to take it all the way through. Okay? So when you do that, though, you really put in your hands the power to save your marriage. Because let's be honest, your partner knows the impact you have on them. They're living it. And it's, it's in some instances, really weighing them down. And they've been trying to communicate it to you in some way, shape, or form. And if you aren't aware, and if you don't receive it, you create a block, right, where they're articulating their needs, they're articulating their desires, you're not catching it, And you're going along business as usual. Meanwhile, your marriage is just falling apart behind you and you have no clue. Right? So you want to be open to self-awareness. And that can come through a lot of different ways that can come through you just sitting down and reflecting on experiences, reflecting on interactions, you putting yourself in the position of your partner. Right? One of my favorite questions to ask is like, what is it like to be married to me? You can do that in a lot of different scenarios. What is it like to wake up with me? What is it like when I come home from work? What is it like when I'm upset about something? What is it like when I'm trying to have a conversation about something important? You can keep asking yourself and look at it yourself. Another way you can gain self-awareness is by being open to the constructive feedback of your partner. Instead of being defensive, you can ask yourself, okay, How could this be true? Maybe I don't see it, but if this person that loves me is telling me this, how can I sit with the fact that it may be true and it's worth me looking into a little bit more deeply? And then a third way of getting self-awareness is, of course, coming into a coaching container, right? As a coach, I am that objective perspective that I'm not emotionally attached to anything. I just call things how I see it right? I remember even in a call this week with some clients, I named for them a dynamic that was present on the very first call we ever did. I was like, hey, notice how you both are doing this thing that the very first time we talked when you were just considering hiring me, I showed you what's happening. Like, let's pause. Let's acknowledge that we're back in this pattern and how do we get out of it, right? So self-awareness, saves marriages. The next one, number five, is taking responsibility is a superpower. Listen, I have been often quoted saying to my coach friends, like, sometimes I wish I didn't know about coaching. (laughs) Because coaching has taught me to take responsibility for my thoughts, for my feelings, for my actions. And sometimes we don't want to do that but it is a superpower. And so taking responsibility is just being willing to look at yourself and to acknowledge this is how I'm contributing to this thing here. And we're talking about it obviously in this conversation from the lens of things that aren't going well, right? Like I'm taking responsibility for my role in creating this argument. I'm taking responsibility for my role in us not having the level of communication that we should. I'm taking responsibility for my role in how I treat you and the impact that that has on our relationship. Okay? So taking responsibility is just being willing to admit, I'm doing this thing and it has an impact. Or I'm showing up this way and it, it matters. Right? It's not all you. It's me too. And I see exactly how I'm contributing to this dynamic. I see exactly how I'm contributing to this issue between us. And so taking responsibility is a superpower. It is something that I really want you to see as something that is empowering and not shaming. Because I know for some of us, when we see the role that we've been playing, we can then shame ourselves like, oh, my gosh, I'm just horrible. I'm never going to get this right. I keep making these same mistakes. There's just something wrong with me. No, that is not at all the message I want to leave you with. I want you to have so much compassion for yourself to be able to see yourself in your imperfections, to be able to see yourself and the The impact that you're having on things, and to with that clarity and with that insight and with that awareness, know that you also have equal power to shift things in a different direction. And so, your ability to take responsibility is the best news for you and the best news for your relationship because now turning the tide and moving things in a better direction is also in your hands, okay? All right, number six, there's no deadline on apologies. (laughs) This is one of my favorites because here's the truth, especially in marriage, right? You go through so much growth and evolution and self-awareness and all these things that I've been talking about And then you start to see things and then you start to understand things a little bit better. And then you start to see where you could have done things differently and created a different experience. And so whenever you have that insight, apologize. Whenever you recognize, hey, I didn't show up as my best. Hey, I failed you in this way. Hey, I let you down in this way. Apologize. Don't just know it for yourself and then try to sweep it under the rug and make things better, right? Yes, make things better. But instead of sweeping it under the rug, let's bring it out. Let's look at it. Let's talk about it because sweeping it under the rug and not apologizing when you know you have some things to take responsibility for doesn't do anyone any service. Apologies are the meeting of your hearts together. It is a repair for a wound that your actions created. And there's no time limit, there's no expiration date, there's no deadline. Anytime you feel inspired, To issue an apology, do it. Like even right now in this moment, if something has come to mind and you're like, oh my gosh, like goodness, I just really didn't show up as my best. I just really didn't, you know, represent who I wanted to be for my partner in that moment. That thing I said probably really hurt them. That thing I did was not healthy or helpful to our relationship. I want you to pause right now this very second and go say that apology. Text it. Whatever you need to do, depending on where your partner may be in this moment. Do not let another moment pass without taking action on what has come up in your heart right now listening to this episode. I mean it. If you're getting those like heart palpitations and you're feeling something in your body, that's because this is for you. This is 100% for you to do. Don't let the moment pass and not do it. All right, number seven. Your opinion of yourself matters the most. I actually did a reel on Instagram with this. So if you follow me there, at Dr. Siobhan. You'll see it. But it's so important because we are constantly inundated with other people's opinions and being married to another human being who thinks differently (laughs) and believes differently, that we can begin to absorb their thoughts about us. And you want to create like a protective bubble around yourself where, yes, to some degree, You do want to be open to their constructive feedback, but if it doesn't serve you or if their constructive feedback is biased or limited by their own woundings and their own lack of self-awareness, then you want to create a protective bubble for yourself. You want to be able to know like this is what is definitely true about me and this is what is not true about me. And this is what I know is who I am and this is what I know is not who I am, right? And you want to constantly be building your own perception of yourself. You want to be constantly validating and reinforcing your thoughts about yourself, And you want to do that from the most loving place possible. You want to have so much compassion for yourself, but you also want to just really connect to the true essence of who you are. You are an amazing person. You are a loving person. You are a kind person. You have a good heart. You want to feel safe. You want to feel heard. You want to feel seen. You want to feel validated. You want to feel respected. You want to feel desired. You want to feel supported those are beautiful things. And you also want to offer those things to your partner. And so spend the most time asking yourself and answering the question, what do I think about myself? Am I operating out of my own personal standards of behavior? Am I showing up as the version of myself that I know I can be? Right? So That's what I have for you. I know last week on the podcast episode, I talked about how to not shut down. And I mentioned I'd be talking about how to also not be reactive. And I'm going to tell you that these things, these seven things I've just shared with you about things I deeply believe, that's the answer. All of these things are the answer to not being reactive, right? Doing that inner child work and reparenting yourself understanding your triggers before you react, doing your work to make your life better, having that self-awareness of what's going on for you and your impact, taking responsibility, apologizing and repairing when necessary, and focusing on your opinion of yourself. I guarantee you that if you follow and master even just one of those, you will be less reactive. You will improve your experience of yourself, how you show up to your marriage, and then ultimately how your marriage goes. This is the work that we can also do together. If this podcast really resonated with you and you're like, oh my gosh, all of these things I need to really believe and practice and apply, then I just want to invite you to work with me. Right now, currently at this very second, there are four ways to work with me. As a couple, you can work with me privately with one-on-one coaching for six months, or you can work with me inside my program, The Marriage Upgrade. As an individual, you can work with me privately in private coaching for six months, or you can join my three-month coaching program called The Well-Made Woman. All of the details, all of the links, everything about those options is on my website, drshavon.com. I would love to see you there and meet you inside. Until then, be well. Be well. I hope you have an amazing week. I will be back with you next time. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly. Forward slash thirteen marriage beliefs. That's B I T dot L Y forward slash thirteen marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.